Hello, and welcome to In the Limelight, Vanity Fair's entertainment and pop culture podcast. I'm Josh Duboff, Vanity Fair's senior writer, and I'm here with Julie Miller, Vanity Fair's senior Hollywood writer. On In the Limelight, we analyze the ins and outs of pop culture, entertainment, and celebrity from the past week, from the Kardashians to Kate Middleton and everything in between. So we have What a Shock, a lot of Megan news to get through today. So much Megan news. And now it's it seems surreal that we have two, like the fictional storyline of yes. this Lifetime movie coming together in the real life version. I know, it is kind of confusing. We have an intriguing Beyonce story to dissect as well. But yeah, so let's get into Megan, real Megan, before we get into fictional Lifetime movie Megan. She went to Scotland, which was her first trip to Scotland for at least, we don't know what she did. I'm sure for the TIG, she went there to sample their different caramels or something. She went to some sort of tartan workshop. <laughs> but but today was her first official engaged to Prince Harry trip to Scotland. Julie, what did we think of this outfit? It was like a Burberry coat, black pants, a sort of black top. The Daily Mail is calling it androgynous, sort of the style of dress she's been going for recently. What do you make of the black pants, coat? What do you make of the whole situation? It's very fashion forward. I think people Mm -hmm. had a really Mm -hmm. great side-by-side diagram (laughs) over the weekend of Kate style versus Megan style. Kate goes for all the more classically tailored looks, kind of cinched at the waist, the high conservative necklines. And Megan just has no time for that. She's doing all fashion forward. It's a little shocking to see. I will say... It is even just seeing, I was like really doing a zoom on her pants earlier and they go, they're kind of not, I don't know what you call, (laughs) here we go, me trying to do fashion, but they they kind of, they're not really bell bottoms, but they go down like past her shoes to the ground. Like you can't even see her shoes. They're kind of like really wide leg. I don't know. It's a it's it's a shocking thing for to see a royal in such a attire. No, the pants look very comfy, though. I will give her that. What she's wearing looks very comfy. And also the way she has the purse around her chest, like around her. You know what I mean? Right, right. It looks very like rushing to catch the bus to me. Right, that's how I look. She's the crossbody purse, and she's wearing yes, crossbody. Yes, she's wearing these wide leg trousers. See, I can't even. I'm so out of the fashion loop. This could be the hottest thing in the world, and exactly how you wear that, and I have no idea. Well, a few people in our office, some of the men, have started wearing pants that kind of look like this in the fashion department, and I was told that this is a trend in menswear right now oh my gosh <laughs> and and it looks a little i must say the men who are attempting it in our uh, office it's a bold look oh my gosh attempting it wow no names will be named and you know it's all in good fun but i like the coat i'll give her that tartan burberry tartan wool and cashmere blend coat that retails for twenty nine hundred dollars no messy bun today. The hair is very well blown out or whatever you call it. The, right. the, it has like a Kate vibe to it. But the crossbody bag, I would love a fact check on when a le- <laughs> who was the last British royal to wear a crossbody bag. Kate does not own one. That's really throwing me off. So they met a small pony 
<laughs> well, I know this story has everything. It has Scotland, it has small pony, and then it has like a scone scandal, which we will get to. I can't wait to get to the scone scandal. So the pony major, which we need a royal like British history expert here to let us know if the only job of the pony major is just caring for this pony. But his name is Mark Wilkinson. What a job, if so. Sign sign us both up. We'll leave. To, we'll start tomorrow. Had I known this was an option in high school, yeah, the pony major who introduced Meghan and Harry. Oh, I don't even know if I can attempt the. Can't wait to hear you pronounce this name. The pony's name is insane. A pony should have a cute, easy to pronounce name, and this is just. I, I barely even want to attempt it. Crew. I think it's Kraken. Oh, Crockin. I was, I was going, going to go in more of a Kruachan. Yours is definitely right. <laughs> and he's the fourth in his line, apparently. So they, they posed for pictures, they received flowers, and then the, I guess this pony is nine years old and famously tried to eat the queen's posy during the monarch's visit to Stirling Castle. It's great that this pony has history with the queen. Yeah, this pony is basically in like a long-standing Katy Perry, Taylor Swift-style feud with the queen. And then today she startled Harry. Oh, he started, sorry, the male pony. He startled away Harry. He seemed intent on nibbling on Harry's fingers for a treat. And I guess the pony major said they were asking about him, saying he's a star. He knows he's on parade and showing off. So I guess there's like there's like bad blood between this p- pony and the royal family. The Daily Mail has a photo of this whole interaction going down, which is just a feast for the eyes. I feel like Josh and I could dissect this for 48 hours. Can you see the nibbling? The horse's head is kind of obscuring Harry's hand, so oh, I have wow. no idea what's there's going on. There's a wild between. photo where it almost looks like Harry's trying to do a magic spell on the horse. You see what I'm talking about? He kind of just has he has his hands right above. He's getting very close. Harry looks a little scared of the pony, which I will say this for Megan, she looks very at ease with the pony. I know, but when has she ever not looked at ease in this whole <laughs> yeah, post engagement period? We... It could be a pony, it could be the queen, it could be, you know, Kate Middleton, could be Oprah. Like she is just on her game. She's perfected the been there, done that yeah. air. But so I love that the pony and the pony major are both wearing the same tartan plaid that Megan's wearing. It's a whole scene. Do you think that was like a faux pas? Do you think there was like a royal PR person <laughs> who was like vaguely worried about that? I mean, uh, someone was fired, surely. I didn't realize the pony major requires such an intense uniform. Though. Now, that I'm see- now that I'm seeing the pony major's uniform, I'm not sure I would actually be well suited for this job. He's wearing a kilt, these very kind of high fashion boots they're white with sort of a button-up thing going around the, on the side it's a bold look a different sort of plaid sock underneath he has some sort of riding whip <laughs> then the hat is a whole other situation anyways this pony major's life must be he should write a memoir i think <laughs> i know but it's crazy because it, in the background you see hundreds of people lined you know 10 deep all crowded around to see this interaction between harry megan the pony and the pony major i think the pony major has seen a lot and then okay this is just a weird little detail that i love that's buried in this daily mail report i don't know why this isn't like worth its own article one male well-wisher gave Ms. Markle a bunch of roses and told her, don't marry Harry, marry me, 
as she, <laughs> this was me, by the way, as she and Harry greeted crowds on the castle's esplanade. How bold is that, Julie? This is so bold. I mean, did he prepare? Like, has he been a huge Suits fan? Did he have more th- of a pitch than right, this? Right, that, that, that's where I was going to, I was going to say something like that to you, because I felt... Don't marry Harry, marry me. What else are you giving her? Is he handing over a LinkedIn page? Are we seeing sort of an Instagram slideshow? How is she going to know what she's getting into? You're not introducing her to any mini ponies, right? Also, I'm dying to know how Megan played that off. It's not explained. I mean, just the Daily Mail is really doing Pulitzer level reporting here. I feel like she did. I feel like she gave kind of a a wave and a smile and said thank, laughed and said thank you so much or something. I think she smiled, like nodded, and kind of pushed her hair back one ear. Yeah, she loves that. I also want an interview. So many follow-ups need to happen. Too bad we weren't on the scene here, because I want to. I want to know the the backstory of this male well-wisher. I know, but I have to give these Scottish fans credit because they were asking hard-hitting yes. questions. They were not just wasting time on pleasantries. They were proposing marriage. Other fans were asking about the bachelor and bachelorette parties, which I guess they call a stag and hen, what, stag and hen parties. Yeah. And also, I like that these these two people who are in the crowd, Tom and Francesca, did more hard-hitting journalism than like any reporters who I've ever come across. So they asked Harry and Meghan what they were doing for their stag and hen do's. I'm so confused by this hen do terminology. I feel like we've come across this before. Uh, But Tom, who's 30, was visiting from London with Francesca Short. Did they go out just to ask these questions to Harry and Meghan? Um, I want to know about that too. Megan said, I'm not sure it's sorted, but it will be fun. Harry said he didn't know. I'm sure William's got something up his sleeve. So here I have a few things here. One is, did Megan actually use the word sorted, which is a super British way of saying it's all set? Right. Or is that Tom's translation to the reporter? you know, kind of paraphrasing what Megan We said. definitely need some, we need some clarification from Tom. And Megan confirming that her bachelorette party's all ready to go seems kind of interesting that she would use this venue to make such a proclamation. I feel like Tom really caught her off guard. Here's my question for you. Do you think Megan I feel like if you asked Kate or William or Harry a question like this, they would always give an evasive, joking answer. They would never actually usually confirm a detail. Do you think Megan intentionally is kind of wanting to do press a little bit and kind of give some details about what's going on because she kind of thinks this whole life of secrecy is kind of bizarre? Or do you think she just was caught off guard and gave an answer? I think she was caught off guard in this instance, but she definitely loves some press and is open to conversations with anyone with a microphone, I would imagine. And then I, I am dying to, I don't know if you already read ahead, but, oh, but Tom, I can't wait to get to the next Tom part. added, they seem really nice, happy and relaxed. She seemed to take it all in stride. We know Tom. And then he added, she was introducing herself with, hi, I'm Megan, as if no one knew who she was. 
Oh, the shade from Tom. Uh, Tom is just perfect. I want Tom to cover every royal walkabout. I want him to be in the limelight's official on the ground. I know reporter. asking these questions, providing like shady commentary. Also, hi, I'm Megan reminded me of Nina Agdahl's Hi, I'm Nina from our Sushi Park night. <laughs> right. How do these people know to show up? Like, is there some sort of bulletin that goes out that says, you know, at X time, Megan and Harry are going to be meeting this famous little pony? Like a mass text situation? I mean, I definitely, I feel like they announced they were going to be in, in Scotland in advance. I don't know how you know exactly what time to show up and all of that. But right. I sort of feel... I'm always shocked that so many people, because it's a work day, right? So are people just taking off work to go see them, or is it tourists? I don't really feel like it's tourists. But had we known that Megan and Harry were meeting a little pony on this continent, we would have canceled work the full week, yeah, driven out there. We would have done whatever actually. to be there. Okay, but now we have to get to Scone Gate. Julie, can you set this up and read this people excerpt? It's like my favorite thing. On Tuesday, Meghan and her fiancé, Prince Harry, stepped out in Edinburgh, Scotland for their much-anticipated Valentine's Day Eve. Who's much-anticipated? But, okay. And also, has anyone ever celebrated a Valentine's Day Eve? No. No. Among the fans in the crowd was Carolyn Chisholm, 43, who gave the royal bride-to-be some heart-shaped potato scones from the bakery she runs with her husband. I just thought for Valentine's, the scones were a wee gift of Scottishness, said Chisholm. But Chisholm's mother, 70-year-old Linda Clark, had a small complaint. Love this already. Yeah, the 70-year-old Linda Clark is my new favorite person without even hearing what she said yet. Megan gave them to her aide, saying they were scones, said Linda Clark. 70, noting that Megan pronounced the word with a short O to rhyme with gone. Clark added the correct pronunciation is scone with a long O to rhyme with bone. So this story is already in my new favorite. So people reported this. People saying that Americans obviously typically say scone with a long O, but I guess 51% of Brits pronounce it to rhyme with gone with a short O, like scone. But it's so half of Britain does pronounce it the way Megan apparently did with the short O, but this is still weird because it means she's now pronouncing it in kind of the obscure British way. But I love that Linda 70 is all over this. She is not having this. The hero. What I especially love about Linda age 70 is that I feel like these people usually, they give the post-game interviews to the royal reporters. You know, they always sort of say, they were so lovely. They were so sweet. Megan looked beautiful. Everybody's charmed by the royals in person. Everyone's super charmed. But... Linda was just going in on the Megan's pronunciation of the word scone, which I just think is fantastic. Oh my gosh, Linda is top of my power ranking this week. <laughs> but Linda and Tom both deserve some, you know, a huge round of applause from us and all of you. Don't you feel, though, we've noticed sort of a shifting accent before? Do you think Megan's just been having that many scones with the Queen that she's adopted their pronunciation? I can't even imagine saying scone. 
Doesn't it sound weird? I've never heard that before. But I just love that Linda Clark, anyone who asks how Meghan and Harry were this week, she is just going to go in on this pronunciation. I feel like she's ready to start like a PSA or something. She Or, you know, a full-fledged Kickstarter. To, I don't know. She's going all out. Also, I guess her daughter owns a bakery, right? Her daughter runs the bakery with her husband. I like how the daughter didn't even really seem to care, but Linda's just not going to let this one die. I wish that had was Linda actually on hand, because I feel like if Linda had been handing her and had overheard that, she wouldn't have let that go by. I know, she was ready to throw the scone on the ground. I'm going to start saying scone now, too, to be like Megan. I wonder what happens with all that food. What are the chances that Megan actually ate those scones later Well, I guess it night? sounds like she handed it to her aide. Oh, right. Who probably tossed it in the trash. I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. Also, it sounds like they're getting all kinds of gifts. Megan's getting marriage proposals. The scone and scones are being thrown their way. I saw somewhere someone brought them other Valentine's Day related gifts. I would love to see more marriage proposals, but to Harry, too. But if you're going to show up at a royal walkabout and propose marriage in front of the prince, (laughs) fiancé, like, he needs to have a PowerPoint presentation, something. All right, let's talk about fictional Megan, though, as as if we don't have enough Megans to talk about. It was just last week, Josh, that they confirmed the casting on this Lifetime movie about Harry and Meghan's real-life romance, and already they're on set, these actors. They've been Instagramming pictures. It's pretty insane how quickly they're really speeding us through the process. What I want to call to your attention, though, in particular, is the woman playing Megan, Parisa Fitzhenley, with a fantastic I love how serious what I want to call your attention to first, okay? No one's ever taken a Lifetime movie minutia this seriously. But I was kind of scandalized. Or not actually, but I, I thought it was surprising. The first Instagram she posted from set is of her and Harry in bed, seemingly. And have you seen this? And Harry's shirtless? No, and she is Parisa. I guess we should figure out how you pronounce her name. Parisa Fitzhenley, who's playing Megan. Yeah, so she posts this photo. It's a selfie. She's wearing a pink sweater. Harry seems to be shirtless, but has sort of a sheet up covering him right yes she has like a grandmother bathrobe on but they are in bed and that is josh i'm also a little scandalized by this and then the caption says sweet dreams to you love harry and megan hashtag a royal romance and then hashtag ginger love oh my gosh day one by the way this is day one of filming but you know what their relationship in real life was so fast i guess it makes sense i also love i'm looking through these comments and someone has to someone's explaining to someone else in the comments these are not harry and megan they're actors her name is parisa and his name is murray so they apparently did incredible casting if people are getting perplexed in the captions also she's like she's writing back to different accounts i mean i guess these two are living this moment she's milking this i mean i'm gonna start commenting too because i feel like there's a chance she'll respond i also love someone saying is this even permissible for royal to be shot and put in social media on instagram i would think the queen would be pissed (laughs) 
Someone was genuinely confused. I'm so curious. I'm, I'm curious to see the tone of the movie given this Instagram also. It's going to be a little racy, I feel. A little racy. And Parisa later uh, posted an Instagram showing it looks to be young Megan, right? <laughs> Yeah. There <laughs> looks to be a flashback sequence with young Megan. She looks to be between eight and ten, maybe, and her parents. Tom Markle's in the picture, which I, I didn't realize we were going back to the origins. Imagine imagine getting cast as Tom Markle. <laughs> Why it seems so funny to me. Young Megan looks a lot like the woman they found to play Megan. Then what do we think of the Kate and William they cast? Wait, we have to dissect this first photo of the family. So Parisa, and I feel like Parisa has already established herself as the MVP of this production, social media-wise. In honor of hashtag family day, here in British Columbia, behind-the-scenes pics of some of the Harry and Meghan a royal romance fam. Trevor Lerner as Thomas Markle, Sasha Rohan as little Meghan, Burgess Abernathy as Prince William, Laura Mitchell as Kate, Maggie Sullivan as the Queen, one of our EPs. So now she's just like <laughs> listing the entire credits for the film. I've been looking at this photo of Bizarro Land, William, Kate, and Megan, and it's just tripping me up. I like this comment too. Someone put, wow, I just realized how much people can look alike. It's a good point. Also, in this photo that she posted of her, the person playing Kate and the person playing William, she's wearing Megan's trademark beanie. True. Ugh, they're really hitting all the bases, checking off all the boxes, for us at least. But I'm sorry, Kate does not look like Kate. I'm just going to put that out there. It's true. Do you think so? No, I don't think. I mean, I guess the eyes a little bit. The William has a strange resemblance in a weird way. Yes. These comments are my favorite, though. What perfect casting. <laughs> the woman playing the queen who I'm obsessed with already, she is wearing like a casual, I don't know what you even, how you even describe this purple A graphic tee, a graphic tee. Fascinated by Maggie Sullivan playing the queen in the Harry Meghan Lifetime movie. I got confused for a second. I thought it was Maggie Smith. I was like, how did they score Maggie Smith for this Lifetime movie? Oh my gosh, I can't get enough of this movie. Julie, we're, I'm flying to LA to watch it with you. There's no way I can watch this by myself. And then there's a photo of William and Harry up to hijinks, I guess, at a table read. I know. Also, for having, they again, they just started production last week. They are fast family, apparently. Uh, if you could play any character in the movie, who would you want to play? Kate, what about you? Um, Megan. <laughs> I think Megan would be, Megan's the star of the film, you know? I want, I want the juiciest part. <laughs> Okay, well, we could spend all day on this, but I guess we should move on. But we were really anxious to hear what you guys think of the casting and these first little snapshots of the movie behind the scenes. Let us know. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
So let's close with this uh, non-royal related Beyonce mystery. Josh titled this section of the script actually a Beyonce mystery. So this comes from another Tiffany Haddish interview, which I feel like for some reason Beyonce's friends never speak about her. We never hear any anecdotes unless it's something from Tina Knowles, but we never really hear about her. But Tiffany, it seems like, has a different Beyonce anecdote per interview. Last week or two weeks ago, she explained how she got her Beyonce selfie. And now in a new interview, she explains how Beyonce almost got in a fight with a woman. Josh, do you want to read this? Okay, so I guess this is on some sort of show or podcast. And Tiffany attended Jay-Z's concert at the Forum uh, at the end of December. At the after party, she met Beyonce and later talked to Jay-Z. This is from New York Magazine, I should note. Then things got touchy. So this is Tiffany talking. I was talking to Jay-Z for a little bit, and there was another actress that was there who was also talking to Jay-Z. And then Beyonce came walking up, and in her demeanor and her body from the way she walked up, she was like, get your hands off my man's chest. So then she started talking to the other actress, and some other stuff happened, but I'm not going to say nothing yet, but it's going to be in these streets. What I love is that we don't usually get... This is blind items usually just come from weird websites, but I love that we're getting a blind item from a major star. And I like that it's so juicy. So basically, whoever this other actress was, Beyonce came over to clearly, I don't know, through whatever her body language was, get her to leave. Mark her territory. I mean, start the races here. As soon as we end recording, I'm going to be searching social media trying to find which actress was well, at that concert. Well, so the cut it- did some investigative reporting to see who was at the concert. Ooh. It's a little confusing because the after party, I guess, was after. So we don't know if people necessarily went from the concert to the after party. But at the concert that night, Rihanna, James Franco, French Montana, Queen Latifah, g Easy, Sarah Foster, Jen Meyer. None of these strike me as, I mean, going off of literally nothing, none of these strike me as who the person was. Right, agreed. So curious, though. Also, what do you think Beyonce thinks of this anecdote being out there? I feel like we never really hear much about, I don't know. I feel like she kind of likes it, though. Like, she likes for any other actresses who even think about going up to Jay-Z after a concert, like, now they've yeah, been warned. Right. Beyonce's not going to put up with it. I don't know where they were, but Tiffany was talking to Beyonce, and Tiffany almost got into a fight with another girl, and Beyonce had to calm her down, tell her not to get into a fight. Right, right. Gosh, this is this is a dramatic party. <laughs> I know. And Tiffany very coolly said, well, I'll be in a better mood if you take a selfie with me. So. And that's how they got to taking a selfie. Yes. I wonder if this actress will ever become known. I know. ID herself. Also, you know it's someone who tiffany recognized as an actress do you know what i mean right so this wasn't just some d-list whoever it was someone that someone would recognize because she's connecting and it's another actress i'm gonna do some digging but please if you guys think like let us know who you see who you think this was and then semi-related this is a jumping out on a limb for a transition but because we did see jay-z at sushi park i wanted to make sure we shouted out our fave sushi park this week Sushi Park had a great week because Carly Kloss 
former best friend or current best friend, unclear, of Taylor Swift, had dinner with Katy Perry there, which caused something of a freak out amongst the Taylor Swift fanatics, who are now kind of posting on Carly's Instagram and are not pleased. Oh my gosh, so defensive. Josh, you and I have to go back there soon. But I think we started Sushi Park. Right. They saw that we were there and they were like, we better check this out. Julie and Josh know all the hot spots. It's really becoming such a, I don't know, such a scene. At least once a week, I see someone went there. Dakota Johnson and Chris Martin just went there. It's a good spot. Right. Well, that does it for this week's episode of In the Limelight. Thank you so much for listening. Please remember to check us out on Apple Podcasts. really helps us know what you guys are thinking. And we want to hear all your thoughts on today's topics. Also, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at In the Limelight to further discuss these subjects. You can also follow us individually. I'm at Julie W. Miller. I'm at Jay Duboff. We also have an Instagram, In the Limelight Pod. This episode was edited and produced by Danielle Roth. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll talk to you next week. Until then, no No bad bad energy. energy. Huzzah!